0: Episode 421, How to License Your Business and Scale at Speed, with Nick and Brennan. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis-Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership podcast that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk for how to rise up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best and it's available on Amazon.
1: This podcast is brought to you by The Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk.
0: If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talk C-E-L-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. How to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. Get to the pod, guys. Okay, this week we're going to be talking all about licensing, scaling at speed as well. And we've got a real inspirational story of what can happen with the right mix. We've got a couple on the line today they partners in business, to, to clarify. We've got <laughs> Brennan Tolman on the line, Nick Cron on the line, and they have been very quickly building a wedding empire in the States and going international. So there's a lot we're going to dig into. It's very interesting already pre-interview, so I'd like you to join us. But both of you, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Awesome. That was quite a thorough introduction maybe i missed a few things is there anything else you'd like to add or highlight what are you all about individually and
2: together Brennan is obsessed with teslas let it be known from the start he's that got multiple true. teslas that is true. very important his entrepreneur is true that's true
1: um no yeah so so nick and i um i guess i guess our duo name we have a youtube channel and we call ourselves the hobo entrepreneurs that pretty good <laughs> up. yep uh, i wow. put the best on like once every you know six months for a podcast, but this is the nicest I've looked in a long time. So you know, <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're the hub entrepreneurs together. We have experience with um, all sorts of you know Facebook ads, uh, turning you know turning Facebook ads with services and contractors into large licensing companies. Um, you know, we've learned through failure, through success, on how do you take a successful business and then through licensing take it national, right? I think a lot hmm. of people have never even thought about that as a choice. Um, it's it's similar to franchise. It's also known as franchise light. Um, oh. and we can dig
0: into that in a bit. Yeah, but, no, yeah, definitely. That's, that's I think that's crucial because like it's the sort of thing a lot of people are sitting there, entrepreneurs thinking, "Oh, I'd love to do that." All right, maybe it could be a franchise, or it it can't be, or that's too much work. Yeah. And then you know, so that's something. And there's obviously different levels and different things. Uh, but yeah, also, and Nick, you know, t- tell us your area of expertise because I know you guys are real sort of complement each other, and you kind of come at this with a different set of skills. Sure, absolutely. So you know, I, I uh, you know I I grew up in the digital marketing.
2: Before digital marketing was coined, digital marketing. You know, I was doing digital marketing, and so you know I spent over twenty million dollars in Facebook ads. You know, I know I know the paid ad space really well, and I I like to harp a lot on businesses. You know, what's the difference between a hobby business and a real business? A hobby business doesn't know that you know they they grow organically, whereas a a real business you can spend money to acquire customers, and you can say how many customers do I want? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that, I love that space. Uh, I obviously do a lot of the sales for our licensing arrangements. And so those are, those are kind of the two, two spaces I like to play, you know?
0: Yeah. So I wanted to ask you both about your origins. So where are you originally from Brennan and where are you speaking to us from today? And then the same to you, Nick. So I was uh, born in Colorado, but um, I I spent most of of my life in Utah.
1: Um, So kind of right here in lehigh utah valley kind of area so it's about uh 20 minutes south of salt lake so that's that's where i am right now next in the middle of nowhere
2: yeah I, I live in the woods right now but i'm also in utah but i grew up in uh originally from redmond washington and uh that's always home but we we love uh we escaped to the mountains up here in utah so
0: Brendan, what did you want to be when you was growing up i mean when because was a wedding <laughs> photographer or was it just photography <laughs> that really that really like drew you in did you always want to be an entrepreneur or we know because this is i'm sure you didn't plan what's happened in the last year or two
1: no honestly dude this is the great irony is i hated weddings so much if you would have told me (laughs) you you still do yeah if you would have told me three four years ago like hey you know like this is this is this is how you're going to make your first million bucks is with weddings i would have. i understand why you're a license you're licensing now because you just want to
0: you just want to be hands off like yeah yeah yeah
1: I, I literally probably would have just like ran away and, and, and hidden in a cave because it's no, I wanted to be a movie director, man. That was the dream, you know. When I was a kid, I was all about uh, awesome. film and, and I have all sorts of like short film style stuff, but um, you know, I, it's hard to just get there, right? And so for me, it was like weddings were a way to make money in college, it, you know, a decent way to make money. I never wanted that business to work. I tried everything else, and this is the one that worked.
0: So, have you seen the movie Super Eight?
1: absolutely yeah
0: that's that's what i was thinking when you said you're growing up that's you that's oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but anyways nick what about yeah.
1: you
2: what? I, you know for me it was it was always kind of funny like i was i, I lived in like la la land for quite a while and so i wanted to be an astronaut and then some at some point i think when i was like 12 or something i was like i gotta bring it i gotta bring it down a little <laughs> and i remember doing a job shadow uh with an accountant and i was like oh i love math, math is like the only subject i'm good at and so I went and I, I shadowed uh, a good friend's brother who was an accountant. And it was a dark, dingy cubicle in Seattle, downtown, commuting, you know, toll roads, like the whole thing. I just got the heebie-jeebies. And so I think ever since then, I really just got traumatized. I was like, I'm going to do my own stuff. Like, forget Forget all that, you
1: know. Dude, you have to be the only one I've ever met that aspired to be. An
0: accountant.
2: What's
1: yeah. wrong?
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that. I that want to be terrible. an astronaut. So what, What's similar? Accountant. Starts <laughs> with an A, right? <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> my God. Man, you two wanted to be really cool things growing up, I have to say. I don't know if oh, yeah. this is no, why you guys have hooked up. Movie director <laughs> and astronaut. That's awesome. That's right. <laughs> anyway, what was – and your one can go first. What was kind of the awakening moment that, like, okay, I'm – there's a big difference between a, a wedding photographer like a freelancer and like okay I'm gonna make this more into a business and then obviously it's a huge leap to get people sure. in and then go national international and yeah. not just create more work for yourself like a bigger job but actually sure. be like a you know a business as an entrepreneur and scaling it. Sure, so, so, so I was, can, yeah, yeah,
1: I can kind of give the background and and uh, sure. so yeah, so I was a wedding photographer videographer. Uh, I did it for money. You know, I hated it as we already established. And so I, I, just, I did it for money. You can make, you know, two, 300 bucks an hour if you do it right. And for a college kid, Hey, that's, that's a good amount of money. And so um, I kind of went from there shooting those weddings and I was like, man, it's so competitive. It's so hard. It was being a freelancer, not an entrepreneur. And I ran across this ad on KSL, which for us, it's like a local It's Craigslist kind of a deal. And it was for this guy who was, who was selling the secret sauce to digital marketing, 10X your numbers, only That's I have the secret, the secret formula. And I was like, somebody's got the secret formula. And so I, I call him and he's this
0: guy named Nick Crone, And he's like... <laughs> he's guy with a man bun. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, we hadn't mentioned any. the man bun yet. Bun yet. I'm true. glad you got that in there for those obviously... He does have a man, this, bun. man bun. Man bun. I hope I And... Hope
1: and I <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I pretty much ended up, um, I, I couldn't afford to, you know, to pay him. He wanted $2,500 for me to, for him to teach me the, the secret on how to do digital marketing. And uh, of course, looking back, it's the best 2,500 bucks I never spent. Cause I got somebody else to pay for it. I, I okay. went to my boss and I said, Hey man, if you'll pay, for, if, if you'll write me a check that I can pay this guy, then I'll be a better employee for you. I'll be able to learn all these skills and utilize them at my job. And I mean, Hey, they took a chance on me and, and, and to, to their credit they were like, you got it, you know. Um, and so they they literally paid. I showed up, you know, and I said, Hey, here, here's a check. And he's like, Who's this from? I was like, I don't worry about it. And, and he ended up, teaching <laughs> we've got a sponsor, <laughs> yeah, no, really. And so for the next six months, he ended up teaching me how to do uh, Facebook and Instagram ads. And he was a hands on mentor. And at the t- that time, I was just his client, but I ended up running ads based on what he taught me to book myself more jobs, and it was working. I was getting. I was getting, you know, brides coming in all day, wanting to hire me. And so I ended up subcontracting it. And as I got busier and busier and and Nick taught me what he, you know, his whole mantra, which he talked about in the beginning is how much do you have to spend to acquire a client? And I learned if I spend $70 in ads, I will book a $1,500 job. And so then my question was pretty
0: sweet return. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, If I
1: spend 140 this week, can I book two of those jobs? now can I do it again and again and again? And, and how, 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 where's my ceiling, right? And so that's what Nick helped me do is fu- use ads, flip it, find that ceiling and, and have a replicatable system every time. I ended up you know, constantly testing the content. So I would go take a ton of wedding photos. Sometimes I paid a, a hot couple to let me take their pictures so I could use those images to test in the ads. Um, and then Nick brought the expertise of the, of the actual backend and how to set them up and stuff. But we were able to figure that out Um, and then I went and tried to run a business for two years and Nick and I said, see you later, you know, thanks. Thanks for helping me. And, um, it was okay. We ended up getting about 30, 40 contractors, um, photographers. We were outsourcing these weddings to. We were shooting 500, 600 a year. Um, but we were never profitable because we sucked at money management and it was just, there was this, we didn't, we didn't know we were doing, we were all kids. And so you know, about last year, uh, early in the last year, Nick, Nick gave me a call out of the blue and he's like, Hey man, I've been watching you on Facebook. Things are looking good, uh, with, with your business. Um, I would be interested in coming in as a partner. And at that time I was like, dude, please, we need an adult. Yeah, you know, like we don't me. know, <laughs> yeah, help me. Like we don't know what we're doing. We don't doing. have any one of those. No, no. <laughs> we were all just college kids. Like, you know, the company was making three, 400 grand a year. We didn't even have an accountant. We didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> we were just like flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. And Nick came in and helped us develop some softwares, um, but you know we still weren't profitable. Like, like the business bank account was still always empty because we had people on W two that were just honestly wasting our time and mm. taking the money. And and uh, so Nick, last September, after a couple months of actually being a partner in the business, said, "We need to pivot, or I'm out of here because this is ridiculous. I've been working for free for six months and there's no money." And so that's when he said, I'm going to pitch you this licensing idea. You have an amazing system. You know that if you spend X amount of dollars in ads, you will always get X amount of weddings in Utah. If we can figure out how to replicate that in every other state, we could sell a license to Tolan Media and that proven system to them in Kentucky, you know, K- Kentucky and Connecticut and Texas. And I was skeptical, but we, we ended up, you know, putting, putting our heads together and figuring it out. And I'll let Nick kind of take over
0: from yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, this is exciting. Let's stop not. there. Nick, your moment when you kind of realize that this is the route you're going to go, fill in the blank from astronaut you and then accountant to <laughs> here, and how you, obviously your viewpoint coming into Brennan and uh, then the, the licensing idea. Well, I, I was always excited to, you know, to get back in bed. Uh, one thing that
2: I love about working with Brennan is that when, he's like, when he sets his mind to something, we're going, 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 we just start doing. We just, and, and there's no waiting, we go fast, we, we, do, we, we, we just ex, um, execute just so well. So you know, for me, the, the first six, nine months of the business was, was great. And it was just, I, I started to get more and more frustrated, right? I, I, uh, every month we would look at the p and 80 grand would come in and we'd have like $300 on 80 grand. And I was just like, where's the money going? And it's just like, yeah. we kept making money. We kept, nothing was left. We kept making And after like three, four or five months, I was just like, okay, we need to make a pivot. I want to make this thing profitable. I don't want to hang around. And so first thing we did, well, I came to Brandon to give him the ultimatum. And basically was like, hey, I'm peacing out or let's, let's try something else. But I have some contingencies and the contingency was we need a clean house and I personally uh, there's nothing wrong with w2 there's nothing wrong I love performance-based and when people operate performance-based why would why would you let me tell you how much you should earn yeah you can make 50k a year I I want you to make as much as you want to make you want to make 200 a year make 200 a year let me show you how and I love performance-based because when it wins for you, it wins for me and it wins for everyone else, right? Yeah, it's just so, so motivating.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah, with this. Was, yeah.
2: So it's like I was kind of just losing my mind. It's like everyone is on some sort of like, you know, our monthly nut is higher than it should be. And we, you know, when I fast forward to today, you know, uh, I think we we're only spending three thousand bucks a month and actual hard cost to operate a multi-million dollar business. And and so so we cleaned house up for
0: me that so was sounds like you a- went from one extreme. It's good, kind of good you were so far in that extreme because it made you go so far the other way. Business frugality,
2: you know, for me, we are good stewards. We have to be good stewards of our money, of the business's money. It's not our money. It's the business's money. And when we, when we spend needlessly it negatively affects business. So, I, so I, we came to Brandon, and so we got into
0: licensing, right? And, and uh, you know, we, I've had this idea. Where did that like, idea come for you as well? Because you, obviously you've got this problem. Yeah. Did did it come straight away? Was it the obvious one or, you know? You
2: know, it wasn't. So I was actually on a business trip with my brother and uh, we actually, I I had run something similar. So I was inspired by Tolman Media and booking all the photography, videography. I was like, and one day I moved into a new house uh, and I was like, you know what? I I was, first thing I did, because like I'm a responsible young married man. First thing a guy does when he moves into his house before he moves all his tools into his garage is he, He obviously repaints his garage and does some epoxy in his garage because that's not selfish at all. I've been watching epoxy videos late at night. I really want to do it. I've done it yet. It's (laughs) so fun. And so I made my garage beautiful. And you know, hey, I'm not gonna move everything in. I'm not even gonna move the house. My wife was so upset at me. And so I, you know, I I did the epoxy thing. And the whole time doing it, it took me two days. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen anyone charge money for this. So I turned. You know i turned on some ads in 90 days it did about a hundred thousand dollars my brother was impressed he said i need to license this and so him and i we, we spent some money on a licensing contract well, and, for garages for like the- yeah for garages yeah and so we, we kind of went down that road and there were some innate challenges that we had on that end uh, initially you know we were like hey if someone wants to get involved." we're going to treat it like a franchise, but it's a license. We're going to say 40 K to get involved in the business. Are you in or out? Right. And one of the best perks with licensing is the flexibility. And so, you know, I learned some things over there. I came to Brennan, I was beating my head on the table and I said, Brennan, we have to do licensing, but I want to do it a different way. And that's when we kind of had the conversation about, you know, um, we we have a very unique element in our business, and Brendan, I don't know if, if you want me to spill the beans, like you know the 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 dirty sure. details, but yeah. I, um, I I know Adam's just over there excited about it. But you know for us, <laughs> you know we have we have a very unique thing that we kind of invented, which is this financing royalty. So we have a typical royalty in the business around seven percent, and then you know we had one one day we had a partner come to us and said, "Hey, I don't want to I don't want to buy Colorado." for 3000 bucks a month. And so he pitched to us, he's like, I want to pay a 14% additional percent in royalty based on performance. And I said, I love performance. Don't get me started on performance. And <laughs> what Brendan and I realized really quickly was we started making more money that on that uh, roadmap. Yeah. And instead of saying, hey, I need three grand a month, you know, these, these
0: guys are booking more. They're going faster. They're more like dedicated. You already more money. If they do well, which is good. So it's not like they've got a fixed cost. What they got to pay regardless It's like, yeah, performance related. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so the model shift was instead of saying, Hey, I need 40 grand. It's say, Hey, I can be flexible. What do you value down payment purchase price? What do you value? Everything's negotiable. And they would say, Hey, I'll put 10 grand down and I want to finance 80 grand. And we're like, we'll make more money performance-based let's go and um things started flying off the shelf i mean brendan Bren remembers i
0: mean it just went bonkers all all of a sudden
2: you wow know?
0: so th- i say this sounds like the, you know the moment when it all kind of like this is the route so i mean and to give people an idea of timelines because we're really talking from before the interview it really went like quick when when you kind of come on that golden yeah. egg and kind of put that little tweak together
1: yeah because yeah, yeah. we um last september so it hasn't even been a year yet last september was when nick came to me and said you know licensing or i'm out and i don't think we made our first sale until november
0: so it took us two months to get i was gonna first. say how was that because yeah. that's the that's the tough one isn't it it's like oh yeah. first sales, that always the hardest yeah
1: no matter what and and then you got and it, was it. it was yeah. our worst deal it was our worst deal yeah. ever and then we finally got it, and it was a huge payday because we were like, I think this is going to work. And then we even had two, three, four How more- How much did you get on. lawyers
0: involved in this as well, at that first one? Because it's all like no one's sure what's going on. We didn't on. get lawyers. and
1: They did. They, yeah, they reviewed yeah. the contract. Um, we didn't have a lawyer till like January. Um, that was a good step too. It, it,
2: <laughs> it, it, it definitely is a pretty penny to get a nice licensing contract. But once you have it, it's a great template. We did yeah. eventually get our lawyer to look at it made some minor tweaks, but it was pretty uniform, uh, universal for, for pretty much all business. Totally. Licensing. But,
1: but yeah, man. So we, uh, I think we only had like five, six sold by the end of December. And then going into like January, suddenly when, when Christmas was over and everybody was planning their wedding for that year or the next year, cause everyone plans their wedding in quarter one, all these, you know, our, our five areas started making tons of money and they were ah, like, this works. Yeah. And so then they would sit at the family dinner table and they would be like, Look at this new business I have I just made three grand and they like so, so I'll give you an idea one of our um, one of our very very early licensees one of the first he bought Boston and um, he like set up a square account to like receive funds oh, gosh. and he spent like two hundred bucks in ads and um, he he made like I think it was like six or seven grand in deposits the first week and he was thrilled. And, then, like, and then the yeah. DEA flagged his square account because they thought he was a drug dealer because they, <laughs> there was so much money. That, that's the title <laughs> of your podcast.
2: Drug oh, <laughs> dealing. And so
1: like he was, I mean, he was pissed and thrilled at the same time. And and we were like, I was like, dude, that's awesome. Do you understand what this means? And and he was like, yes, I need my money. And so anyways, then like we used that example. And like people started literally, like, we turned off advertising in January and Nick just started getting calls from family all members. referrals print. then? Like basically at because- At that yeah, point, it went bonkers. Yes, the first five was like paid advertising. And just, the last and this,
2: 50 were, were referrals. And for a frame of reference, I remember I looked at the royalty report. We get a weekly ro- royalty report, everyone's performance and how they did. Looking at December, I think like in December, we made maybe like 400 bucks, 300 bucks in royalties. And then immediately, I mean, we 10X that first week in, yeah. in, oh, yeah. in January, everyone just started making money. And, when, and I like to say money solves all problems. Now, money doesn't buy happiness, but if people have problems, money will, will kind of perpetuate, right? And so um, when people started making money, all of the people came out of the woodworks. Yeah, and, um, on the fence, we wanted to see that. A little bit more proof, yeah. Yeah, and then everyone was on board. And, and frankly, I wasn't selling, I I don't, I don't, even to this day, I don't feel like I was selling anyone. I feel like I was doing him a favor. Uh, Like Boston, for example, like he's already made all his money back and then some, you know, and and he came in with a pretty penny. And, uh, you know, we, you know, it was, we were just trying all the different things to figure out what worked. And when you found it, it just all came together. And it was just, it was
0: magical, man. Wow. And so give people reference depending on when they hear this. So, uh, so that he came in in January, didn't you say that guy came in January? He came in in November. I oh think. yeah. So we, we're looking at probably like four or five months and he's already yeah. so starting up a new business from yep. scratch. Yep. Inve- you think of the old school, like hardcore, I mean like building businesses with physical cars. He's obviously invested and he's already made his back and he's got a full on business. That's going to just keep, yeah. you know, very you so much.
1: And, and, and the best thing is he
0: didn't really do a whole lot. And, and that was our
1: model is, as we said, listen, you're an owner, not an operator. And so we have like 10 training videos that you need to go through, but like you hire a salesperson and a manager and they go through the training that we have made for them so they know how to do their jobs. Nice. You, don't need to, you don't even need to know what they do. Like, and then we just said, we're going to turn your ads on because we know what works. Your salesperson is going to get them and book them with the training that we have given them. And then they're going to hand it to your manager who takes it and makes sure that there are contractors to fulfill, which we train and support them on. And you cash the checks. Wow. That's all you have to do. So this guy made all of
0: his money back and more without doing anything. Genius. And I suppose you answer a lot of my questions, like as a, so a licensee, what do they get? I know you've got your own hybrid kind of model. What else do they get like ongoing for you guys? Because that sounds plenty. What else are your commitments as business owners? You said you're going internationally now, give everyone the scale of it. So we're just into the summer of 2020 and you've sold all 50 states. And so is it yep. one licensee per state? Is that? The, um, or so we have like sub- 62, li- uh, 62
1: licensees in the US. So yeah. almost. We yeah, broke yeah. a couple up like California and Texas. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's huge, huge. Yeah. So we ended up hiring a president pretty quick. Um, you know, I, I'm 25. And so I told Nick, I was like, hey, man, this is great, but I have no idea what to do. 25. I'm, that's
0: awesome, man. But- <laughs> I'm like, I'm
1: not, I'm like I'm not, I don't want to be a CEO of a national company. Like, that's not what I wanted for <laughs> myself, you know? Yeah. And, so, and so we ended up bringing in a president in like January 1st. So right when it just started taking off and saying, hey, man, um, you're going to get X percent of the royalties. So if you do better, you can make a lot of money. And we don't have to worry that we have an overhead because we don't have overhead because he, you know, it's all performance based like Nick was talking about. And so that has been an arrangement that's worked out really well for everybody because he has just spent tons of time hustling and working with these owners and getting them, Going, you know, and and we also gave him an area as part of his compensation, so that he could understand how it actually runs on an area level, right? So he has an area, you know, pretty much for free, plus plus these royalties, and so he's he's taken the
0: reins and 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 run with it. And so I love that practicing what you preach as well. Though the fact that he's helping people, he's like, hey, is that good? I'm doing it, like totally, yeah,
1: totally. So so I for now I've I've kind of retained this like ambiguous CEO position where like like in like I own, yeah like i own <laughs> i own four pretty big territories myself and so like cuz i was the you know, i'm the model home in the neighborhood right i was mm-hmm. the one that they looked at my business to say oh i want to buy mine so i still run i mean I, I hey i've i've got you know the national thing sure but also my baby is is i own the states of utah and arizona and then i own san francisco and san diego areas and so i have my own team so i'm literally in and out learning the challenges still yeah. and then what i'll do is as i learn what works and how, how to incentivize my salespeople. I'll record training videos and you know I'll throw them up in our Facebook group so that you know our our partners will go and you know in, in all over the nation they'll learn from it and then we'll all make more money. They'll make more money. We'll make more money. And so I kind of currently I'm just acting like that um, almost like a consultant, right? You know, like and I'll and I'll occasionally do training, but he handles all the logistics. And so it's it's a really nice arrangement that's allowed Nick and I to kind of move on. Um, we yeah. we can benefit from this and we still work we will solve problems occasionally from it but we can move on to other projects
0: so nick i mean what do you feel is your your special source because obviously facebook ads like people are aware of it there's some people who are very good at it after that question i'll kind of link to it the problems i mean this it just can sound you can rose tinted glasses over this but there must have been some challenges at the speed of growth like there must have been a point like whoa it's a good problem to have you might have wanted hey let's just slow this down so we can make sure we get this done right
2: so you know for me i think every business and this comes back to the hobby business right every business needs to know their cost per acquisition like there is a lot of metrics in all businesses and there's only one metric that's important how much do i pay to acquire my customer and frankly you know in the service space which we're in you know it's really really nice to know that we can spend predictably 70 bucks for, you know, in Brendan's case, 1500 bucks in George's case, 1700 bucks in New York's case, 2100 bucks. Right. And it's really nice to know that, you know, for me as a salesperson, right. I, I'm first a digital marketer and second, a salesperson. Right. So when I, when I present an opportunity to someone and say, look, man, here's the track record. It sounds too good to be true. And the, you only need to understand two things owner, not operator. What does that mean? Replacing yourself, hiring people, everyone's performance based. And then the Facebook ads ATM. And so the Facebook ads ATM is critical. Like if, if a business comes to me today and says, Hey, you know, I, I do floral arrangements and you know, we just word of mouth and we have a floral shop and people just come on through the door. What does it cost you acquire your customers? They need to know that number. And for me, I never actually pumped the brakes. I remember being January, February, we sold everything out. The last day in February and of 2020 and I and I and I never once pumped the brakes and I loved you know I was in Hawaii and I loved being on the phone I'd be at the beach and I'd just be walking down the beach and you know I'd be on the phone for like three hours and, and I would come back to my wife and she'd look at me and she was like what are you, what are you smiling about It's like I just made two sales and I'm all like pumped up and excited <laughs> but like I never pumped the brakes because I knew that what we were offering was quality I yeah. knew it would work and because we had good fulfillment in place. We had an onboarding team. You know, we, we sign Adam up, Adam goes through onboarding, 14 days later he's made money, right? Without that system in place, I can't sell. Because what happens? 14 days later they call me up and they say, hey Nick, uh, can you look at my ads? Hey Nick, can you do this, can you do this? It's like, that's not my job. My job is to make sure I bring in quality entrepreneurs, I give you a screaming deal, and you come through the door and you start making money. And so for me, I need, you know, I never pumped the brakes because yeah. we had a good fulfillment system in place, ticket systems, a good
0: president. Yeah. High and community. getting all these systems in place, what was the biggest challenge for you? What do you feel like either the toughest hire or the bit you're like, oh, everything's working so good, but this bit is a little bit stickier. Yeah, I mean, the, the
2: president certainly was a critical hire because that's, for us, that's our maintainer, right? And sometimes me as an entrepreneur, I like to, you know, get in and get out. And without the maintainer piece, it all falls apart. The house of cards falls apart. The second critical hire was, you know, and, 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 you know, Brendan will know this too. And we've used him in in other licensing opportunities is our onboarder. You know, we've had different people do onboarding before, uh, one person who's a little bit more timid and one person who's a little bit more, uh, goal oriented and and action oriented. And so we would pay them performance ways. We'd say, you're going to get a hundred bucks, when you start onboarding and you're gonna get 200 bucks when you finish onboarding, you're gonna get 300 bones. And they're like, okay, well, the faster I get them out the door, the faster I make my money. And so they were on point. I mean, we're talking Saturdays, Sundays, they're out hustling 10 hour days and they're doing everything they can because all of a sudden they got 20 partners to onboard all at once. It's just like sale, sale, sale. I need to make sure I do an incredible job to keep working with these people so they don't come back and you know, we need a flawless system. So those were two really critical roles for Tolman Media's growth. And, and, and that was like,
1: <clears throat> I think that was like kind of what, where um, I, I would step in as Nick would say, hey dude, I just sold it um, and, and they're calling me again. And I, would, and I would take that on me, I was like, okay, that's probably my fault then, right? It's my business. And so, so then like Nick and I would sit down and be like, all right, do we gotta develop an onboarding? Oh, we definitely need a slide in there that says, you don't need to call Nick anymore. Here's your new point of contact. And then what we did is we developed a portal is what we call it. So it's a series of videos and this was critical. So um, I, you know, Nick and I shot all of these videos. We had a section for the new owner. What do you need to know about your new business? We had a section for their, their new salesperson. How do you start to sell and a section for their new manager? How do you recruit contractors and then manage fulfillment? And so we had to figure out what all of those videos needed to be. Onboarder would get on the phone with them, say welcome, and then send them a link and say, before I can offboard you, you need to go through and watch all the videos. You need to hire your salesperson. You need to hire your manager. And if they went through those videos and they were deficient, then it would always come back and bite us in the butt. Like I I had a phone call with a partner who called me drunk and was super upset. This
2: only happens to Brennan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like I'm like I'm like, hey, babe, like I took my wife out. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna get a nice dinner on Friday. I'm, i I've I've been neglecting her, I've been working all week. And uh, I get this drunk phone call and he's like, I hate Tolman Media. Ah! and he's just like yelling at me. And I'm heartbroken because I'm like, What? Like and so I'm like, babe, we're going home. We're getting McDonald's, we're going home. So I went home that night, literally, and I spent like three hours like shooting expectation video. videos on mm. okay here's what you can actually realistically expect from us here's what you need to do please don't call me drunk you oh, yeah know, you like, put that in an extra video. <laughs> <laughs> little, little <laughs> parentheses but and then we would slowly insert them over time so then we would make the old guys watch it but of course anyone that now nick sells going forward is going to watch that thinking it's just normal and oh, so right, then I we would, and then we would say okay new hire that just came in after drunk guy how are they? Or sorry, no, no, not not yeah. new hire, but new partner. Oh, yeah. they did really good. They never had any questions, and so we were like, cool, that piece worked. Oh, they had a question about this, and so then we would shoot another video. So it was like, you know, yeah. you start to find the leaks, and you the you drunk guy meter in. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> okay. but, yeah, and, and I think the principle here that Nick and I both believe in, and why we work so well together, is like you honestly, if you're building a business, you're gonna get out in the middle of the ocean with like 30 leaks, and um, there's something magical about like sailing at full speed whilst also sinking because there's 30 holes and you and your business partners, all you have is a bucket. And, and that's, that's where the magic happens in business. And it sucks. It is the worst thing ever to be you're right. Looking back, you're like, oh, wow, these guys are so smart. No, we were literally like dying. We were in the Making it up as we went. We were miserable. It was like, like I ended up in field position.
0: This is better. This is the, people like, yeah, I can yeah, do this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so it was like, I mean, literally like, it, like if that's where you're at, like that's where we were. Um, and, and, and so, but that's, that's literally, there's no other way to get there is besides like, like you're pro- if you're in that situation, you're like, wow, I'm making money but I'm also like sinking and I have like, it's this very bizarre feeling and it's just called business. It's called a startup. <laughs> and, and that's the only way to do it. Like you, the only way to make it successful is to plug one hole at a time.
0: Nick, I want to ask you, you must've come across lots of businesses, entrepreneurs, and it's always interesting to know what, what kind of, why, why Brennan? <laughs> like why, why this come up? Good
2: question. You know, I was kind of, it's kind of, that's a kind of a tricky question. You know, I, I think for such a long time, you know, for the first seven years of my career, you know, I dropped out of college and just jumped into entrepreneurship. Oh, we did say how old are you, Nick? As well, uh, 33. thirty-three. Yeah, 33. you know, but for the first seven years, like it was, it was so challenging. I was so picky. So I was, I would do strictly marketing for other people and make them a lot of money, and I win clients, I'd lose clients, and I, as much as I like agency life, there's lots of ups and downs, and you're always churning clients, and it, and it's, it's a challenge, you know, um, you know. I got so picky after seeing what winners and losers winners and losers that I for years I didn't take on anything outside of that business. Some things sell themselves and yeah. What I noticed with Tolman Media when I when I taught someone and they were green and they turned on ads and they had a little bit of success and they were going to get better and it was working in their first week. I mean there's magic there and that's that's kind of intangible. You can't like quantify it. You can't put numbers to it sometimes. And Tolman Media had that from day one. And that's why it worked in all the other areas and why the cookie cutter and its shape that it was in worked and, and, and looks like the same cookie every single time. And why we were able to license it. We had we had that intangible. And I do think that there are a lot of businesses out there. You know, if I look through my my checklist of what makes the perfect licensing opportunity, or even just a great business, yeah. you know? I think you have to be able to have that level of arbitrage that, that Brennan has. 70 bucks for 1,500 bucks. You have to have a $1,000 plus service. And you gotta have like, if you replace yourself and you can hire people to do the fulfillment and the sales, you still need to have about 50% net profit. And if you can just take that little equation and it weeds out 90% of the businesses and you kind of operate there, I know you can be successful. You can buy customers, you can replace yourself and you can, you know, you can have time freedom Mm. in your
0: business. And I think that is kind of level one in licensing. Yeah. Huge. I think some of the stuff you said there, you know, about the numbers and identifying which businesses and really sort of fine tuning, which ones that's huge. So people hope people are paying attention. we're going to start to wrap this up now with the alpha round. I like to start that off with (laughs) Is there, and this is individually as well, is there a particular quote that really sums up your approach to life or just just an all time favorite quote? And we'll start with Brennan. I'm a big Walt Disney fan. I always have been. You know, I I think uh, he was first and
1: foremost a businessman that dealt in the creative space. And so for me, I love, you know, it's pretty simply just says it's always fun to do the impossible. You know, I love, I, I had uh, somebody when, when I was in college, just starting filming weddings myself, I had somebody come up to me and say, oh, hey, I remember you did film in high school. Are you still doing film? And I said, yeah, I'm shooting weddings. And they said, <laughs> well, if you loved film, you do real film because weddings are like the armpit of the film world. Yeah. And, and I kind of like told myself, I was like, I'm going to do the impossible, right? I'm, I'm going to turn like, like I'm, I'm going to figure out how to like prove that kid wrong and, and make weddings into something that it's never been before. So that would be mine. Awesome. Yeah. Nick?
2: Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't need, a, like, a lot of things in my life. You know what I mean? I have a simple office here. This used to be my kid's room. You can see over here I got my favorite art. But I do have one quote that's right
0: here. I thought and, that might be one. I can see that, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and it says, nobody cares, work harder. And I love this concept. And, and this actually came from, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite athletes, Cameron Haynes. He's a, he's a professional-sponsored hunter, bow hunter. And this guy just grinds. And I love this idea of no one cares what you feel or, or how, you're, how you're behaving or uh, we know it's hard. Everyone knows it's hard and get back to work. Like throw all the excuses out. As an entrepreneur, you, you know, 80% of your days suck, you know, and then, and then the 20%, they still suck. And then after you go through the grind, <laughs> it just gets better. You know what I mean? He's definitely I think, not a salesman, is he? He's not selling. <laughs> it's a critical part of the entrepreneurial journey, and I love the yeah. journey that every entrepreneur has to go through. Nobody cares. Just work harder, man, and just get through it. Once you get through it, success happens. And and I and and you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to jump the gun here, but one of my favorite books, MJ. Yes, DeMarco. this is the next one. Perfect. Great. Okay, yeah. MJ Demarco, he, it, the Millionaire Fast Lane, and you know, he talks about. Uh, process versus versus events, and Brendan and I talk about this a lot. And and for me, people look it's like, oh, he's got the nice house, he's got the nice car. Congratulations, you're successful. And no, the success is in the process. The mm. success is in the journey, the grind. Where what people don't see, what Brendan and I went through the last Brendan Brendan grinded for seven years. I didn't do that. I've been in this business for eighteen months. Brendan went through the prerequisites of entrepreneurship for this business. I came in, I got plugged in, and I went through hell for nine months. And I didn't get paid, and I was happy for it. I was earning equity. And then we made a shift, and we exploded. And to explode, you have to go through the prerequisites, and I think that's really critical. Anyway, MJ DeMarco, Millionaire Fastlane. Brendan, is there a particular impactful book for you or just one you like to recommend? Um, totally agree with
1: Nick there, Millionaire Fastlane. But if I had to pick a second one, it would, it's called Brainstorm. And it's by a guy named Don Hahn. And it's a, so he was the producer of the 1994 Lion King, one of the greatest movies out there, most treasured. And it's a book purely on creativity and how to like, just it's, it's very validating. It helps you understand, uh, you know, how, how to be more creative in your own life. You know, he says like, if you need to eat two cheese pizzas one night and stay up till 4 a.m., like do it, right? Like, if, like there are weird things like that And everyone has their own process that helps them come up with new, fresh ideas. And um, it helps you kind of develop your own, I guess, creative process. Because without creativity, your business will fail.
0: If people want to connect with you, follow what you're up to. I think you said Instagram and hobo entrepreneurs. Or What's the best (laughs) way to connect and follow what you guys are up to? So you can
1: email me directly, and and that'll get in touch with both of us. But just Brennan at TolmanMedia.com is the easiest way to reach out. Um, we do have a joint YouTube channel called the Hobo Entrepreneurs that you can go on and, and check out. If you have a business and you're like, this could easily become a licensing business, we actually have spent the last few months putting together a course, um, and, and, and most of it's free, that will teach you how to take your existing business and turn it into licensing. And so that's just licensinglifestyle.net. So, you can literally get the free course on there and, and start taking the steps that we did. Um, that's kind of our way to get, give back, so.
0: Who from your network, your world, would
1: be a great interview for Awaken Your Alpha? If you could swing this, this would be awesome. I don't know this person, but MJ DeMarco, the writer of The Millionaire Fastlane. Okay. Uh, he does do stuff, and you know, he's very responsive to podcasts, and this guy is a freaking wizard, um, and I
2: think that would be an unforgettable show. I mean, Nick, does any, anyone spring to mind for you? Yeah, you know, you should reach out. You know, we just interviewed on on our YouTube channel a gentleman named Jimmy Rex. He's Utah Utah's number one realtor, and this guy just has incredible finance and and uh, you know personal finance and business advice. He was an early investor. He put he put he basically put all his money on Nikola, which is a huge uh, hydrogen electric uh, car Tesla competitor. And it was just fascinating to hear, you know, just some crazy stories. He has some amazing advice. I think he would be amazing here on the show. This guy has made 100X
0: return on that investment, by the way. Wow. And when you make, how many Teslas have you got? Or is he joking about you and your Tesla? I've got two. I've got got two and I've got the Cybertruck on order whenever it shows up. The Cybertruck, oh, that's, wow, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them driving around yet, but when are they supposed to come out? Uh, So
1: fall 2021.
0: Okay. So I, ha- I have time to get a big garage because apparently they don't fit. Oh, they're big. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> and then you've got, obviously on your YouTube channel, you've got to go at it with a sledgehammer. That's, That's right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Yeah, thank Absolutely. you so much, man. This is great.
0: The Awaken Your Alpha Podcast. Live limitless.
1: This podcast is brought to you by The Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving
0: their talk. The Talk Accelerator Program. How to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkxcelerator.com. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. What is your idea worth sharing? I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to speak with you very soon.